Hi, thanks for joining. Stay tuned during the holiday season. Today we're going to talk about the perennial popularity of the 1960s Christmas shows. Ask a variety of people from ages 6 to 106 and they will tell you it's just not Christmas until they have seen Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, A Charlie Brown Christmas, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and Frosty the Snowman. They may have other favorites on their list, but all ages can agree on these four. In our house, the Ozzie and Harriet Nelson episode, Busy Christmas, is also a given every December, but we'll hear a little bit more about that next time. Recently, I heard sportscaster Bill Michaels say he saved a night for hot chocolate and it's a wonderful life. We all have those other shows that are on our must-see list. However, even with the Nelson show, the animated specials from the 60s have to be seen at least once during the season, or there's just not as much fa-la-la in the house. Let's look at these four. Rudolph of the Red-Nosed Reindeer debuted in 1964. Rudolph is born to Donner the Reindeer and Donner's wife. He is discovered by Santa to have a shiny, glowing red nose. Donner, regardless of Rudolph's defect, trains him to be a normal reindeer with skills such as gathering food and hiding from the abominable snow monster, a giant furry white beast. To hide Rudolph's nose, Donner puts dirt on to cover it with a black coating. This causes Rudolph to talk in a funny, nasally accent. Rudolph joins his peers at the reindeer games where he meets Fireball, who is initially friendly, and Clarice, a female spectator who takes a liking to Rudolph. Clarice's flirtation inspires Rudolph to perform better than his peers at flying, but in his excitement, he knocks the black covering off his nose, revealing a red glow that causes Fireball and the others to turn against him. This distraction in turn prompts the coach to ban Rudolph from the reindeer games. Clarice remains loyal to him, only to be ordered by her father not to shame the family by associating with a red-nosed reindeer. Rudolph soon runs into Hermie, an elf who was forced out of his job at the North Pole's toy factory. Hermie showed a total lack of interest in toy making and singing, and instead wanted to pursue dentistry. They come to the conclusion they're both misfits and decide to run away together. On their aimless journey, they run into Yukon Cornelius, the self-described greatest prospector of the North, who nevertheless seems to never find silver or gold, and attempt to stay away from Bumble, an abominable snow monster. Their journey leads them to the island of the misfit toys, where toys go when they are abandoned by their owners. King Moonracer, a winged lion that lords over the island, refuses to let them stay there permanently. Instead, he tells the trio to return home and tell Santa Claus about the toys' plight in exchange for one night's stay on the island. Rudolph refuses the offer, and fearing for his friend's life, he runs off alone. A new, now older Rudolph is still unable to find a place in the world. He returns to the North Pole, only to realize his family and Carice have left to look for him and are now about to be eaten by the Bumble. With the help of Hermie and Yukon, who have come to look for him, they lure the Bumble away and pacify him by knocking him unconscious, allowing Hermie, with dental skills he acquired reading books, to remove his sharp teeth. Eventually, everyone returns to Santa's workshop, where a dismayed Santa breaks the bad news the weather is too bad to take the sleigh out, and Christmas will now be canceled. Santa changes his mind when he notices Rudolph's red nose and asks Rudolph to lead the sleigh team, which he happily accepts. The following year, in 1965, a Charlie Brown Christmas aired. The special begins on a frozen pond, put to use as an ice rink by the Peanuts cast, who skate together to the song of Christmas Time is Here. It's Christmas season and Charlie Brown is depressed. He confides in Linus this fact 
citing his dismay with the over-commercialization of Christmas and his inability to grasp what Christmas is all about. Linus dismisses it as typical Charlie Brown behavior. Brown's depression and aggravation only get exacerbated by the goings-on in the neighborhood. Though his mailbox is empty, he tries sarcastically to thank Violet for the card she never sent him. But Violet just uses the opportunity to put Brown down again. Eventually, Charlie visits Lucy in her psychiatric booth. Lucy, after presumptively diagnosing him with various phobias and admitting she wants real estate as a Christmas gift, determines that Charlie Brown needs more involvement and recommends he direct a Christmas play. On his way to the auditorium, he finds Snoopy decorating his doghouse for a neighborhood light display contest. Continuing onward, he runs into his sister Sally, who asks him to write her letter to Santa Claus. When she hints at having an extremely long and specific list of requests and said she will accept money as a substitute, tens and twenties, which was a massive amount of money for a child of Sally's age in the 1960s, Charlie becomes more dismayed. Charlie Brown arrives at rehearsals, but he is unable to control the situation as the uncooperative kids are more interested in modernizing the play with dancing and lively music. Thinking the play requires the proper mood, Charlie decides they need a Christmas tree. Lucy takes over the crowd and dispatches Charlie to get a big, shiny aluminum tree. With Linus in tow, Charlie sets off on his quest. When they get to the tree market filled with numerous trees fitting Lucy's description, Charlie zeroes in on the only real tree on the lot, convinced that after decorating it, it will be just right. They return to the auditorium with the tree, at which point the children ridicule them, laugh at Charlie Brown, and walk away. In desperation, Charlie loudly asks if anybody really knows what Christmas is about. Linus, standing alone on the stage, states he can tell him and recites the angel's message to the shepherds from the Gospel of Luke. He says, that's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Charlie quietly takes up the little tree, walks out of the auditorium, intending to take it home to decorate. When he arrives, he stops at Snoopy's decorated doghouse, sporting a first prize blue ribbon for winning the contest. He puts an ornamental ball on top of his tree. The branch with the ball still on it promptly flops over to one side. He said, I've killed it, and runs off in disgust at his perpetual failure. Linus and the rest of the group, along with Snoopy, quietly arrive outside the doghouse. Linus goes up to the tree and gently props the drooping branch back to its upright position, wrapping his security blanket around it. After they reconsider their previous stance, they add the remaining decorations from Snoopy's doghouse and start humming Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Charlie returns, surprised at the humming and redecorated tree as his peers greet him with a Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown. The entire group joins to sing the first verse of Hark the Herald Angels Sing. And then in 1966, we had How the Grinch Stole Christmas. The Grinch is a bitter, grouchy, cave-dwelling creature with a heart two sizes too small, who lives on snowy Mount Crumpet, a steep high mountain just north of the town of Whoville, home of the merry and warm-hearted Hoos. His only companion is his unloved but loyal dog, Max. From his cave, the Grinch can hear the noisy Christmas festivities that take place in Whoville. Annoyed, he decides to stop Christmas from coming by stealing their presents, trees, and food for their Christmas feast. He cruelly disguises himself as Santa Claus and forces Max as a reindeer to drag a sleigh to Whoville. Once there, the Grinch slides down the chimney and steals all the Who's Christmas presents, the Christmas tree, and even the log for their fire. He is briefly interrupted in his burglary by Cindy Lou Who, but concocts a crafty lie to make his escape from her home. 
The Grinch then takes a slate at the top of Mount Crumpet and prepares to dump all the presents into the abyss. As dawn breaks, he expects to hear the Who's bitter and sorrowful cries, but is confused to hear them singing a joyous Christmas song instead. He puzzles for a moment until it dawns on him that maybe Christmas perhaps means a little bit more. More than presents and feasting, the Grinch's shrunken heart grows three sizes. The reformed Grinch saves Max from a possible death and returns all the Who's presents and trimmings and is warmly invited to the Who's feast, where he has the honor of carving the roast beast. Then in 1969 comes Frosty the Snowman. One day in school shortly before Christmas, an inept magician named Professor Hinkle is hired to perform for the children. Following this, the children go outside for recess and build a snowman whom they name Frosty. However, Hinkle's rabbit, Hocus Pocus, escapes from the building wearing his hat, which the children put on top of Frosty's head. To their surprise, the magic of the hat causes Frosty to come to life. This delights the students, but after seeing that the hat is actually magic, the agitated Hinkle wants it back. The children refuse to give it to him, but he eventually gets it. Once he leaves, Hocus returns the hat to the children, thus bringing Frosty to life for the second time. The children are very happy with their new friend, but the temperature is rising and Frosty must leave for somewhere colder. Frosty explains the only place he won't melt is the North Pole. They parade through town to the train station, shocking passers-by and a policeman. When they get to the station, however, they find they do not have enough money to buy tickets to the North Pole. So Karen, Frosty, and Hocus sneak into the back of a train headed north. Hinkle sneaks aboard also, determining to get his hat back. While Frosty is safe from melting in the refrigerated car, Karen is freezing. So the group leaves the train and Hocus gathers a group of woodland creatures to build a fire for her. Frosty knows it's best if Karen is brought home and he and Hocus decide to enlist the help of Santa to transport her there. Hocus leaves to search for Santa, but Hinkle comes back and tries to take Frosty's hat. Frosty and Karen make a getaway and race down the hill to a small greenhouse. Frosty carries Karen inside where she will be warm. However, Hinkle has followed them and locks the door, keeping Frosty and Karen both inside. Hocus brings Santa to the greenhouse only to find Karen crying over a melted Frosty. Santa explains to Karen that Frosty is made of Christmas snow and can never melt away. He then opens the greenhouse door, which revives Frosty. However, Hinkle arrives once again, claiming the hat is his. Santa scolds Hinkle for being greedy, warns him if he takes the hat, he will never get another Christmas present from him, and Hinkle begs for another chance. Santa makes him go home and write a formal apology, says he might reconsider and give Hinkle a new hat for Christmas. Afterwards, Santa takes Karen home on his sleigh and brings Frosty back to the North Pole, keeping his promise to her that Frosty will return every year. So what is it about these specific shows that have earned them staying power for more than 50 years? I think there are five factors to ensure their must-see status. One, they each have a music we associate with the show and Christmas in general. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is the song the animation is based on. A Charlie Brown Christmas features It's Christmas Time along with the rest of the soundtrack by Vince Guaraldi, and who could forget the words to your mean one, Mr. Grinch? And of course, there's Frosty the Snowman. The animation is also well done, colorful and eye-catching, with great voices and exceptional characterizations. Three, each Christmas special has a lesson. Rudolph teaches us it's not okay to be, it is okay to be different. Those gifts are what makes each of us unique and special. Watching Charlie Brown, we learn that over-commercialization is not the theme of Christmas. Seems like a lot of us still need to learn this lesson. The Grinch becomes aware Christmas is not about things, but a feeling of joy. 
Frosty provides an awareness that Christmas is a magical time when incredible things can happen. Four, the shows are still marketed. Part of the success of these shows can be explained by the advent of DVDs. However, other Christmas specials are available on DVD that don't have the staying power of these four. Just looking at my Christmas tree reminds me of the potential marketing each of these shows still enjoy. I have several ornaments from characters on the Rudolph special. We have an entire set of Peanuts ornaments, a talking Grinch graces our tree that was purchased last year, and several Frosty ornaments. Five, nostalgia might explain some of the popularity, but new generations of kids continue to be caught up in the joy of watching these shows every year. There were several Frosty sequels and a Rudolph sequel that never attained the popularity of the original show. It's more the feeling that they instill in us. I'm not sure about you, but in looking back over my Christmases, I can't recall a lot of gifts I've received, although I know there were very many special presents. For me, when I reflect back on Christmas and what makes it heartwarming, there are several things that come to mind. Attending church late at night on Christmas Eve, Christmas hymns, the colored lights on the houses and trees, the department store windows that were decorated, and frosting cookies. It's those feelings that are conjured up again when I watch these four specials. I was only three when Rudolph came out and eight when Frosty debuted, but I really can't recall a Christmas without these shows. There are a lot of things I've been able to count on being there with me for over 50 years. These four shows are on that list. Watching How the Grinch Stole Christmas with my grandson makes me happy that he expressed the same feelings I have about these shows and hopefully his children will as well. I hope you've been able to enjoy these shows this year, but I have to end this now because I have a few Christmas specials to get caught up on.